When you are struggling with low self-esteem and or self-worth, it's time to figure out how to get it back. Let's talk about it. Let's go. You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get back your self-esteem and or self-worth. Here we go. Welcome back to another edition of the I'm Dealing With Broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today, we're going to be discussing how to get back your self-esteem and or self-worth. You know, before in our previous pro- excuse me, our previous broadcast, we talked about 10 ways um, that we lose our self-esteem, that we lose our self-worth. And today, we're going to talk about 10 ways to get that back. I know I, I, it's a little rough sometimes when you're, you're, when you're a man, right? And you're always trying to find out ways to do things, ways to build wealth, ways to, you know, be a better father, ways to bring in more income, ways maybe to get another job. But you know what? A lot of this stuff starts with our self-esteem, all right? So, um, but before I begin, first and foremost, I want to again thank you for all the support that you've been giving for the I'm dealing with broadcast, you know, I appreciate all your listening support and you'll be able to uh, look at some of the show notes. And if you read through there, you can find where this has been played on both the audio side as well as the video side. So once again, we appreciate all your support. All right. Appreciate all of you. We wouldn't be here if you were not supporting and we appreciate your support. All right. Enough about this. Let's get right into the show. All right. So um, actually, number one, we're going to just get right into this. Number one, trying to get back your self-esteem. That is embracing your imperfections. And one of the things as men, you know, we have a way of, uh, you know, we gloss over some things dealing with our imperfections. You know, we um, we're, we're always, you know, thinking to ourselves, you know, how can we cover that up? How can we mask it? How can we put on a show, you know, put on more airs so that way nobody can see where our weaknesses lie, where our imperfections lie, where our problems lie, you know, and you have to get to the point to where in each one of us have to get to a point where we actually embrace those imperfections It's very important and imperative that each one of you realize, hey, I'm not good in that area, you know, and just say, you know what, that's probably not an area I've tried to build it up. You know, for those of you that tried, you've tried to build it up, you try to get better at certain things. And but then there are some things that are just a part of who you are and you have to embrace it. For instance, you know, I've uh, got some people that uh, really want me to get into golf. And, and I'm like, that's just not my area that I think I'm good at. Oh, yeah, I can go out there and look good, but you know that's not my area I because I know how I am. And if you're the type that's like me that is either all in or not at all, you'll understand exactly where I'm going with it. Because, uh, you know, for me, I have to be all in into whatever it is I'm going to be a part of. Either I'm going to be, you know, head first, foot first, all body in, everybody taking part, you know, all of me or 
I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to half do anything or, you know, I'm just going to half support you or half show up or I'm a halfway beyond time. That's just not my thing. If either I'm going to be a part or I'm not. And if people don't like that, that's just what it is. I, I just don't want to be phony in that area. I just, it's either all of me or none of me in certain areas of my life. So, okay. So, but in, in each one of your lives, you have to know what your strong suits are. You also have to know exactly what your weaknesses are and embrace them. And, uh, you know, and that's just what it is. Um, next one, bring it up and working on your self care, focus on self care for yourself. You want to bring up your, your self-esteem workers, work on self care, not just mental, not just the health, but even your, even in your appearance as well, you know, uh, self care, you know, guys, you know, I know maybe you won't go get a manicure, but Hey, trim them nails every now and then, you know, even I, yeah, I'm going to talk about me. Even I, you know, I can work on a car and I mean, my nails sometimes are just grubby and I mean, jacked up. I mean, they're all black around the cuticles and all that. And I have to find myself sometimes where I would actually, you know, grab my nail clippers, cut them back and I'll go get some. I mean, again, I'm talking because I'm a man. I'm just going to do it my way. Right. So my way is I'll go get some Comet, some Ajax, whatever the case may be, maybe in some pine salt, maybe in some bleach. And I'll grab a brush, an old toothbrush, or maybe a wash rag, and I'll stick it in that Comet or the Ajax, and I'll scrub my cuticles, I'll scrub my my nails after I've already cut them, so that way that stuff can get down in that area to clean it, and maybe some bleach, whatever that is, pine saw, whatever, and I will clean those, clean my hands thoroughly in that area, and then after that, once I've done all that, then I'll wash my hands and maybe, and then put some moisturizer or something like that on them. Because, you know, again, you know, uh, you can say whatever you want, but women do look at you guys, fellas. They look at you. They look at you. So if that's just my hands. So imagine your toes. You know, if you have some grubby heels, you know, if your heels, you know, the bottom of your feet look like a darn road map. OK, <laughs> you know, it looks like there's roads in the midst of the desert. You know, you, you know, you have to put some moisturizer on those heels, those feet. You know, those toes, those toenails, even on your knees, you know, get rid of that ash. So there, there is some self-care that goes along with um, self-esteem. When you really start taking um, personal care of yourself, it's amazing the type of response you get when you really start taking care of self. Whether it's your hair, your face, your facial structure, the way you clean, the way you bathe. Um, and another thing I, you know, for some people I know it's, you know, uh, it's a religion thing, but for those of you that it's not a religion and you just lazy, you know, um, self-care, um, there's nothing like working with another man and he has no concept of deodorant or bathing. That is a no, no fellas. Come on. You know, you wonder why you struggle with the ladies and all that. You know, you can't walk around looking like or smelling like you got bell peppers and onions under those armpits. It's not cool. okay? you know, it's one thing if you're cooking and you got all those different things going on and it's in your meat, it's in your food. That's great. But it shouldn't smell like that under your armpits or your body. You know, Um, invest into yourself your self-care I'm serious I mean that cleansing and things and that's just on the, the body side of it and what your your physical 
you know, smelling and appearance. I mean, just imagine that now in your health. So if we flip that to your health side, when was the last time you went and got a checkup? When was the last time, you know, you had your teeth looked at? It was the last time you, you know, just went and did your, uh, your yearly checkup just to see, you know, how, where you're at, you know, maybe, uh, make sure you got your flu shot and all the other different things. Okay. So that's just that. And then you, of course you got the mental side. Okay. So there are areas that we can do better. And when we do that, you know, that'll level up our self-esteem, right? Level up, not level down. We want to level up. Okay. Our self-esteem. Uh, the other thing is, uh, uh, understand that you have to believe that you're worthy of happiness. You know, I know women, women do it all the time. They're always thinking, you know, I I believe in being happy. I just believe it. You know, I believe in having the right man, having the right relationship, the right children, having a happy home. Okay, so if that's the case in women, why don't men sometimes believe that? I know a lot of times we focus on things. We will work on our cars, we'll work on our dune buggies, our motorcycles, golf clubs, the proper cleats. Oh, yeah, our Air Jordans, our Nikes, or whatever those collections are. And, you know, we'll occupy our time. But you also have to understand that, you know, you're worthy of happiness outside of the material stuff. Not just, hey, not just having a new car, not just having a new house, because, you know, that happiness kind of fades through time. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know, the happiness fades, you know, you buy it, you're, you're excited for the first couple of months. But then once that newness of that item wears down, you're looking for the next thing. And it's almost becomes a, um, a dependency, right? And you have to be able to understand that, you know, happiness is not always external. Some things are within, they come from within and you have to, first of all, be happy with you. Okay. With you. And when you're happy with you, when you are happy with you, when you touch that thing, you bring happiness to that thing. When you touch that life, you bring happiness to that life because you brought happiness to the table. Okay. So when you're looking for that next relationship, be happy with you because guess what? Most likely in that relationship, when that next girlfriend or that next uh, significant other, whatever that is, or even in your marriage, it starts with you. You have to bring happiness to the table. You have to bring happiness to those children. You have to be uh, bring happiness to that job. Maybe you're a leader, maybe a supervisor, a manager, a CEO, whatever that is. You bring that. You set the atmosphere, and the atmosphere starts before you leave the house. And if you don't set the atmosphere, okay, you already know the alternative to that, right? So you have to believe that you are worthy of happiness. Okay. And next one, except change is constant, except change is constant. You know, um, I know, um, a lot of times I'm going to talk about this, uh, real quick. Um, in my, uh, earlier, uh, portion of my career back when I was in printing, I had been in printing for 18 years. Some of you have heard that I worked with a lot of, um, they call them journeyman strippers. Now there wasn't people dancing on the tables, right? Okay. It's, you know, it's dealing with lithography, you know, dealing with the printing platform. Well, they were, they were strippers, they were lithographers, and they were journeymen, meaning that they were taught. It took them a while to get to the level of where they were. And what you did, you took on um, 
others that were coming into the business, like myself, I started with um, printing. I came in as a file clerk. And um, that's all I did. I just handled files and basically I was the gopher for everybody else. And that's how I started. And I came in bottom floor. Next, you know, I went from one area to another area. Um, Went from uh, the file clerk to proofing, from proofing to cameraman to cameraman to, and mind you, even though I was moving, I was still occupying all the previous positions that I had. Okay. So then from there, they started teaching me stripping, lithography, doing things on that table, you know, pay, doing a lot of paste up and stripping up um, mylar and different films and different things of that sort. And that was all way before the Mac really came into play as far as the, um, you know, the Photoshop. And that stuff was nowhere around then. There was no in, uh, in design. There was no cork expressed. There was none of that stuff. You had to do it all by hand, by transposing um, color. You had to do your own color. You had to transpose film. You had to develop that that uh, negatives and the positives and things that sort. You had to do all that stuff by hand and then strip it up on mylar or maybe uh, orange vinyl and ruby lith and make masks and all these cra- kind of crazy things that you can do now in software. Well, before there was software, there were men and women who were doing this stuff by hand. And that's why they called them journeymen. So I came into that and started being taught. And through the teaching, I became a journeyman as well. But if I had a stage stuck where I didn't want to change, where I didn't want to go past file clerk, or I didn't want to go past a cameraman, or I didn't want to go past a proofer or a lithographer, a lot of things I wouldn't have been taught. Because you have to understand that when you say, or stay, I should say, in that little box, that bubble that you're in, that, that, that boat, and you refuse to get out the boat to learn more because there's a lot more out there than just what you see than just what you read, then maybe you're just the experiences that you've personally have had. There's a lot more out there. I'm a native Californian, I'm born, born and raised in the San Diego area. And it wasn't until I got out of San Diego till I realized there was more. There's more than just San Diego. There's more than just Riverside County. There's more than LA County. There's more than, you know, Kern County and some of the other different places. There are places and there there's an Oregon that needs to be explored. There's a Washington that needs to be explored. There's an Ohio. There's a Nebraska. There's a Louisiana. There's a Texas. And if you think about that in in uh, your states or maybe in your travels, imagine how that affects your life. Change always happens, and you have to uh, uh, expect. And understand that it's a constant change is always going to happen. It's inevitable because the moment we refuse to change and understand, maybe um, you're a mechanic and you and you're old school mechanic. My dad was an old school mechanic. I mean, he came from, you know, the original Hemis and the the original Chevys and the original Fords and all that stuff way before software came on the scene. And the thing about it is a lot of the horsepower and different things were made 
because of going in and redoing pistons and rings and strokers and doing the heads and machining and boring out stuff and then you know maybe adding a different carburetor intake and headers and stuff like that and that's how they made power well now you have software doing a lot of things now yeah you can still do all the old stuff but now there's programming to do now too so a lot of things if if you stayed in that mechanic where i'm only going to work on the the uh, the hardware portion of it and forget software. I don't need software. I don't need to learn the software stuff. Well, guess what? As a mechanic and you're only good at software, guess what? That's exactly where you're going to stay. You're not going to grow your business or your mechanic traits if, in fact, you don't get out of the fact that um, change is inevitable. It's going to happen because technology changes. Think about your the, um, the, the cell phone market, the smartphone right now. Smartphones seem to come out like every six months. I remember before smartphones would come out like maybe once a year, maybe longer. Um, computers came out once a year, maybe longer. TVs came out uh, air, you know, once a year, maybe longer. And then now all of a sudden, look at the way the trend is. It seems like every time you think you buy the latest and greatest, believe it or not, by the time they're trying to sell it to you, there's three more uh, uh, advanced uh, technologies behind it that are already on the desk just waiting for approval. So when you think you're buying the latest and greatest thing, you're not getting the latest and greatest. The latest and greatest is already on the table. It's already in design. It's already in the works. They're just waiting for it to release it. They're just trying to get rid of what they've got so they can get their money so that way they can keep rolling on the next thing. And that's just the way life is. So you have to understand there are changes. Some of the things that my parents did in their day still hold true to today. However, there is a change that has happened. There's a shift that has happened. You know, sometimes the way we discipline is not the same that we disciplined before. The same we the same way we were taught before maybe isn't the same way we're taught now because change happens. OK, and for you as men women are listening to but as a people okay i'll just say that as a people understand that change is going to happen in your life and you have to accept that fact and you cannot control it if you personally don't want to change you can control you but then while you're controlling you understand that things around you will control you They'll control how much you get paid. They control how much you can own. They will control the type of car you get because you don't want to change, right? You don't want to change. I don't like electric vehicles. I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, guess what? For some of you who haven't heard, you already know that there was a bill that was passed. Um, I believe it was last week sometime that I believe it's 2025 or 2035, something like that, that all new car manufacturers have to sell 100% green vehicles, no more combustion, okay? So change is happening, okay? And you have to get ready for it, all right? Okay, so um, the next one, uh, change your mental tape, meaning don't take in a bunch of negative stuff. Don't take in a lot of negative stuff. Don't listen to things that are going to bring you down all the time, even in the music that you listen to. Keep, keep on listening to stuff that is encouraging, that's enlightening, that causes you to think how to do better. Um, you know, even if it's, um, you know, even if things that you read, 
you know, for some of you, it may be the, the Bible, it might be the Quran, it might be um, uplifting books, you know, maybe some John, you know, some Maxwell, some John C. Maxwell stuff. But think about the things that you are taking in. You know, I was reading a, a, a article today uh, by Gary Vee, and one of the things was we have to be very conscientious about the things that we take in, the comments that we take in, because not every comment is to build you up. Some comments we take in on ourselves and they're uh, completely negative. The advice that we take in is negative. The uh, the instructions sometimes we take in is negative. And yeah, we have to take, I know, we have to take the good with the bad. I've learned that there's a thing that I use. It's called chew the fruit and spit out the seeds. Because in a lot of fruit, there's always seeds. You know, we're not going to just eat seeds. You know, you plant seeds, but you're just not going to eat the seed, right? So you have to learn that you eat the stuff that's good for you and you spit out the stuff that's bad for you. Okay. So if you continue to do that, chew the fruit, spit out the seeds, that will help you in your self-esteem. Okay. Next one, practice gratitude. Oh man. Uh, I, there's a whole lot of different avenues I can go around here with this one. Um, there's a, uh, a phrase that uh, many of us like to use is called practice the attitude of gratitude. You know, and a lot of times our attitude determines our altitude. Okay, I'll say that one more time. Our attitude determines our altitude. And many times we are very ungrateful for the things that we've achieved, um, what people have done for us, um, the things that have been given to us, the things that we've learned. And or some of us are just ungrateful about the things we even currently have. Because the truth of the matter is, if we can't uh, we if we can't be happy and um, have that attitude of gratitude for where we are, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy for waking up in the morning. I'm happy for having a roof over my head. You know, I'm even happy for the bucket that I drive. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me explain that. Okay, a bucket is a car that you really may not really want to. Um, broadcast on social media and say, hey, check out my car, you know, because it might be show up and, you know, the interior might be messed up, holes and whatever. Uh, maybe you got a dent in every door. Maybe it's on its last leg smoking and stuff like that. However, but it's getting you to A and B. You might have put some maintenance in it, but, you know, it's a bucket, right? It's, it, you know, no matter how old or how new it is, it, you know, you call it a bucket because it's not your forever car. It's not the car that, you know, you're going to say, yeah, look at my brand new car, you know, and it's really a bucket. You know, it's kind of it to you. It's garbage. OK, I've been there. I know, know exactly what the bucket is, but I tell you what I've learned. I've learned how to appreciate the bucket life and uh because my first car i know you know i got some guys here and i've learned now to appreciate it but i've got some guys that are listening right now and they're going like what are you had one of those okay so my first car my very first car was a 72 plymouth duster with a 318 in it and to me it was a bucket the interior was great i mean it was clean as a whistle with the black interior all the way through and through but on the outside it was green with a black vinyl top and, you know, the green wasn't clean. It was like a, it was faded all the way around. The car ran good. Transmission was decent. The interior was great. But to me, because I was young, it was a bucket. And it wasn't until I got older, even though later on I, I had gotten rid of the car because I had some issues with it. I got an accident, made it worse. And, you know, with the frame and the door, it got dented up and 
So however I felt about it before, it even made it worse. And uh, the engine was fine, but I started having transmission issues and blah, 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 blah. So you say, I got rid of it and ended up getting another car. But I learned to appreciate the car that I had, that I had at the time. And um, I did so much with it. So it might not have looked great from the outside, but on the inside, you know, the heater works, you know, had a, had a, had a sound system in it and all these different things. You know, especially the ladies used to ask their guy friends, hey, where's your buddy with the booming bucket? So booming bucket meant booming because I had a sound system in it. So it was real, real loud, loud in a good way. You know, for those of us that are really into sound, it was loud in a good way. But I learned to appreciate that because it set precedence for everything after it. Meaning, you know, my first apartment, my first house, my first this, my first that. I learned to appreciate and have that attitude of gratitude to where if I didn't get that next thing so be it it didn't it wasn't like my life was over because I didn't have it and when you have when you practice that attitude of gratitude you realize and start taking um, an internal uh, inspection of your life and you think to yourself you know I don't have to have the latest and greatest to be happy I don't have to make millions and millions and millions to be happy because there's a whole lot of people you, you, many of you are listening. You already know there's a lot of people out there who are making tons and tons and tons of money, but they're not happy because it starts on the inside because many times it's because they don't have the attitude of gratitude. And when you have that attitude of gratitude, that gratitude really means humility where you humble yourself, where you where you don't pretend to be something that you're not. You know, you're not trying to, you know, talk about the next person to make yourself look good, to make yourself look better. Because with some people, the only way they feel better is to belittle the person that's next to them. So to make themselves either better, maybe better looking, maybe uh to show that I make more money, to show that I have a better house or I have a better car or I have um, better clothes or whatever that is. And that's not what life's about. Life's about humility. It's humbling yourself before others so that you in turn can uh, teach others how to humble themselves. Because when you begin to humble yourself, like I said before, the fastest way up is down. Okay, because attitude determines your altitude. And when you are humble, respectful and want to do everything, everything right, you can go up a lot faster or have, should I say, longer sustainability because of the respect of what you stand for that people will appreciate. Okay, so you want to get that self-esteem up? Get that attitude of gratitude up, all right? Okay, so uh, next thing you know, uh, focus on your assets. Ooh, ooh, okay, so we just talked about material stuff, right, right, didn't we? You know, that it's not about the material aspect. It's all about your attitude. It's all about that internal. Well, guess what? Now it's talking about your assets now because when your mind is right, when you have that attitude of gratitude, when you're working on your altitude, you can also focus on your assets, meaning I know where I am. I know what I have. I know what I don't have. I know where my money is. I know where my money is not. I know I'm invested in stock. 
or I want to invest in stock. I know where my premiums are. I know where it's not. I know where my health insurance lies. I know where it doesn't, or maybe I don't have health insurance. I know where the value of uh, my house and my cars. I know what my debts and my losses are like. Again, you focus on your assets as well. So many people only focus on the natural side, but they never focus on the internal side. So it's not just about the assets, but in this aspect, it is talking about also focusing on the assets. So let's just say you're a person who you've been focused on, on your, your, your attitude of gratitude and you think you're good now. You know, oh yeah, I got this under control. Well, guess what? This next, we're talking about your assets. Do you know where your assets lie? You know, um, do you know the things that are valuable that you have? Maybe it's jewelry. Maybe it's some passed down things that from generation to generation. Your grandmother gave your grandfather. Maybe it's an old car. Maybe something sitting in the barn um, that's worth some value. Maybe it's, there's things that you do that's worth value. Maybe you bring value to people with your mouth, with your hands, with the things you do, with the things you say, with the things you build. Focus also on your assets, even your personal assets. What do you personally bring to the table? And when you begin to focus on your assets and go, wait a minute, I know I'm struggling over here, but man, I'm a good speaker. I'm a good motivator. I'm a good encourager. I love people. I'm humble. I'm a good, you know, when you begin to focus on your assets, guess what? That brings value to you and that'll also bring up your self-esteem. Okay, next one. Embrace your mistakes. Man, if I were to ask you right now, and we were playing this game last night, uh, or, or everybody's asking people questions. But if you are, if I were to ask you right now, what is the biggest mistake you've ever made in your life? I know many of you would have all different types of examples of the mistakes that you have made. And all of us, in some form or fashion, have made mistakes. But what happens is for sometimes with some people, not all, but with some people is they focus so much so on the mistakes that they made that they get stuck in moving forward. And the one thing you don't want it to be is a person who is stuck thinking about the mistake that they fail, that there's an opportunity for them to move forward. So yeah, embrace the fact that, hey, I made a mistake. You know, I should have invested. I should not have loaned out that money. <laughs> How many of you guys have done that? You've given away, you know, $500, $1,000, thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, thinking that it was going to get repaid back and it didn't, you know, or you hear the, um, the cases where, oh, I'm going to pay you back as soon as I get my, uh, my IRS, as soon as I get my IRS refund check. And you know it never happens, right? You know it never happens. And we make these mistakes. Maybe we, we invested in something that we, that we found out later on was a scam because we didn't do our research like we were supposed to. Maybe we invested ourselves in a relationship only to find out the relationship was a scam or we were hurt by it. You know, or maybe it, or better yet, maybe we weren't ready for that relationship and we didn't do everything we were supposed to do. And we really made a mistake. Okay. We bought that car that we know we shouldn't have. And it put me in, in a financial def deficit and, or, you know, about the car, loved it. And the car was a piece of junk. You know, um, we have all made mistakes. The goal is, of course, is to not stay there.
move forward. Let embrace the fact I made a mistake. I'm just gonna make another one like that. Okay. Okay. We good with the mistakes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, now we gonna move right along. Okay. Number t- uh, the next one. I think I'm at number nine right now. It's number nine. Yeah. Number nine. Yeah. Number nine right now. Okay. So uh, number nine. Tune out negativity. Okay. So negativity. So here's what I've had to do, and I know, you know, maybe there might be some of some people that are listening, and uh, sorry if you fall into this category, but maybe if you're listening, you may have to do the same thing I did. So um, I've learned that not everybody that is next to you supports you. Not everyone that gives you a pat on the back. Um, sometimes, you know, they're patting you on the back, but they got the knife in the other hand, you know, um, it's just kind of one of those things. And you have to be able to, uh, tune out some of the negativity. And one, one way to tune that out is number one, not to respond to everything. Some things that are said to you is not worth the response because you know, when you begin to respond to something, you give life to it. So the goal is to let let it sit there, let it die out. And, you know, in social media, you know, when you respond to stuff, you know, you're now sending when you just to say um, you're Johnny and I'm George and Johnny sends George a message saying, you know, I think you're jacked up and you shouldn't have never did that. And um, the other person responds and says, uh, I think you're stupid. Well, guess what? between George and Johnny, depending upon who's who, uh, who their contacts are on either side or their friends list. What happens is now everyone is seeing the correspondence between the two and they begin to start responding. They begin to start liking or disliking or hearting or not hearting and what have you. And you've now spawned and given life to negative feedback, right? And you don't want to do that. And then sometimes in life, you're going to have people who um, just want to watch how this all plays out. You know, they're sitting on the sidelines. Think about it. Look at uh, go on your Facebook. Look at your Instagram. Look at your Snapchat. Look at your uh, LinkedIn. Look at your Twitter feed. And you'll see that you'll you'll have a lot of people that, quote unquote, follow you, but they really don't follow you. They just actually like to look and see what you got going on. But they really don't care about what you got going on. They care so they can talk about it to their friends because they just want to see what you got going on, but they don't respond to you. to say, I let's just say right now you put out something that says, uh, Hey, uh, to all you people that are um, going through a tough time, you know, keep your head up. Everything's going to be okay. Just stay encouraged and uh, have a blessed day. Let's just say you did that, right? You just did a post like that. Some of your you know, people that have been following you all this time, you know, they'll respond. Hey, thank you for the thought. That was a great, you know, whatever. They'll give you some hearts, whatever. But then some of them, They'll look at it and they don't even respond at all because they just really want to see what you got going. I had to realize, I said, look, um, for those who are really interested, for those who really support, for those that really care, you know, when you're doing something negative, they'll tell you, say, hey, dude, you're doing something negative. And then when you're doing something positive, hey, man, congratulations. And you're doing something positive. Those are that's the type of people you want in your life. Those are the type of people. So if if you did something that was kind of foul, the people you want in your life. You want people that will tell you, hey, dude, hey, chick, hey, homegirl, guy, boy, girl, whatever that is. That was wrong. You know, I got your back, but yeah, that's not cool. Right. 
But then when you're doing something great, man, that was awesome. Appreciate it. You know, keep on doing your thing. I got your back. That's the type of relationships you need to have. Not the ones that stand by idle and all they want to do is be looky lose and report back what you got going on. But then this, the same ones that can never find your address while you're struggling, while you're going through life, while you're trying to build something, while you're trying to go through, uh, grow something. They're never around for the building process, but let you blow up right now. Think about it. For those of you guys that are listening, let your business blow up right now. And what I mean by blow up, I mean explode in such a great way. Let um, money begin to come into your business to where your net worth just quadruples. Let your business, your um, clientele explode. Let your radio broadcast explode. Let your YouTube page explode. Then all of a sudden, the same ones that were standing around waiting all of a sudden want to be around for the harvest. You know what I say to that? If you couldn't find my address during the building process, don't use Google, Siri, MapQuest, Google Maps, or ways to find me now, right? So these are the type of relationships you need to have people that will be there from from the fact that whether you, uh, they'll speak negative to you personally because you're doing something negative, but they're also build you. You want those that are going to be 100 percent with you in the good times and in the bad times. And you don't always have to respond to negative criticism especially when you're trying to do something that's positive you're always going to get that pushback from people not everybody's going to have your back not everybody's going to be for you not everybody's going to give you um you know and say hey i'm with you what do you need not everybody's going to do that some people are there to just broadcast the news to their friends to their people but they really don't care about what you got going on And the truth of the matter is some people are just not going to like you. You could be doing something great. You could be doing something awesome. You can be uh, giving great, uh, putting out great content. You can be giving, giving great advice. You could be launching an awesome business. Um, You could be beneficial to your community, beneficial to your local church, beneficial to your local teammates, either at the job or maybe volunteering. But because it's you, some people are just not going to support you because they just don't like you. And you have to uh, realize that that's just the way some people are. And I had to learn to accept that fact that some people just not going to like. That's just what it is. They can like my next door neighbor, even though they foul completely. Um, They can uh, like the other dude on the other side of the street or the other girl on the other side of the street or whatever. And we can all be doing the exact same things. But because it's me, they're just not going to like me. And I just had to understand that fact. And you as a man are going to have to understand that as well. Not everybody is going to like you. And you're going to get some negative criticism because that's how some people are. People are people and not everyone's always going to have something good to say. But I've learned that you don't have to respond to everything. But what I did do, I did, I, I cleaned up my I went through my Instagram feed. I went through my Facebook and all the other different things. And I figured, you know what? Anybody who just wants to stand around and broadcast the news. Goodbye. Goodbye. You can you can catch up later on. Whatever. Whatever that is, you know. 
And, and that's sometimes what you have to do. You have to change your circle of influence. You have to change your circle of friends, you know, or associates or acquaintances. And you have to be able to do that because not everyone is there to bring positive vibes, positive attitude to your life. And when you begin to tune out the negativity and move forward and not focus on the negative, man, I'm telling you, your self-esteem will also, your, should I say, your, your uh, self-worth will be affected by your self-esteem. And when the two of them collide in a positive manner, man, there's no place you can't go. All right. All right. I think that's enough of that one. All right. Last one. A believing ability to make sound decisions. So after you've done, you know, the other nine things, you know, you've gone through all the believe in your ability to make sound decisions because, you know, some people, they're always second guessing themselves. And, you know, we do, we do, we do second guess ourselves sometimes, you know, did I make, am I going to make a good decision there? Am I going to be a good father? Am I going to be a good husband? Am I going to be a good boyfriend? Am I going to be a good landlord, a good investor, a good real estate agent? a good, you know, tax person, a good plumber, a good electrician, maybe a good CEO, a good supervisor, a good manager, you know, and we guess, we second guess ourselves in different areas. But understand that, um, like we talked about the self-esteem, you have to um, learn to encourage yourself and believe that, you know what, when you have that attitude of gratitude and you know exactly what your strong suits are, you know what your negatives are, you know what you're, uh, where you're great at, where you're weak at, um, there comes a point in time to where there's a decisions in your life that you have to make, whether they're political, whether they're financial, whether they're on the health side, the mental side. Maybe sometimes it's affecting somebody else's life because you're in charge and this person works for you or you're trying to build and um, you're going through you're trying to be a content creator. Or you're trying to start a business from the ground floor. You have to believe that you're going to make the right decision that benefits you best and you know it's easy to get advice from different sources and things of that sort and it's always good to research what you plan on doing or where you plan on going it's good that you do that and you should but ultimately the decision is yours and you have to learn that if you don't make the right decisions you know if you don't make a decision at all that directly affects you I'm Sean, your host. Thank you for listening to the I'm Dealing With broadcast. Till then, and next time, be blessed.